Despite the Government, brought to you by Tam and Buega. This podcast is a window for African entrepreneurs and innovators within Africa and all across the globe to discuss ideas towards advancing the cause of a new, vibrant Africa. Find and subscribe to Despite the Government wherever you get your podcast. This is Despite the Government's podcast. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Despite the Government podcast. Our guest today is Toluwa Lashet David Oluwole. She's a content creator, mental health advocate, and also program manager at Enactus Nigeria. Enactus is a global student platform that enables students work on self-supervised projects that prepare them for the workplace environment. I'm glad to interview Tolu today because we have been colleagues at Enactus in school at some time, and this uh, promises to be an interesting conversation. So Tolu, um, the essence of First of all, thank you for agreeing to do the interview. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let, let's get familiar with you. Uh, I really wanted to get to know your work as a mental health advocate, first of all, and also the work you have done as a student and also now as program manager within Actors Nigeria. So let's get familiar, first of all. Um, can you just give us a little background on your growing up, where you grew up, the schools you attended, and what life was like um, coming up. All right. So um, my name is Tolu, and I'm the first out of four kids, basically. So my mom has three girls and one boy. And being the first child definitely comes with a lot of responsibilities. Um, I wasn't born with this. Yeah, no, three sisters. So three girls, one boy. So three girls, one boy. So I have two sisters and one brother. Oh, I actually said default big sister. Yeah, you, you are like the, you know, the big sister. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. that's a lot of responsibility. I'm actually the first maternal grandchild as well. So wow. it's, um, it's a whole lot. <laughs> it's, I, there, there are no shoes to fill. So basically, uh, I just need to have a very big shoe so that the next person coming after me would um, have to feel them and that's a lot of pressure uh, i initially didn't know that that was a lot of pressure i was putting on myself um till some things happened over the course of my life um like you said we were colleagues in school so i'm a graduate of economics from federal university of technology Akure, um, where i joined the nactos program in 100 level uh, i think i was just there for like three, four months before I was given the role of project manager. And that was really scary then. But it was just well, one thing that was really interesting was that I had a community that basically supported me. This mm. was someone that um, did not have any prior experience with managing projects or basically didn't have the knowledge base. And mm people just recommend it so it's a role that you're given by recommendation they interview you and eventually they see if you're fit for the role and they said okay give to you and all that stuff and it was really really scary at that point in time and yeah. what made me walk through the entire process was because i wasn't alone there were people i could ask i could reach out to so that was like the power of community that i had going on for me 
So in access, yeah, before you, really, before you um, get to sure. the details of so sorry to cut you short. Um, I wanted to like get to know your person from childhood. Um, you, you, did you grow up in Lagos? And you know, you mentioned being uh, the first child and having to deal with responsibility from that age. How much did that prepare you? Because the enactor story in school also sounds like responsibilities landed on you without, you know, a long prep or, you know, you said there was a community to support, but three months, four months, and you had to deal with some responsibilities. So what was the, you know, family values growing up and did those days prepare you for what is going on now? So um, I would say, yeah, I, I guess my family background did help me a lot. Uh, my mom was basically the breadwinner of the family, so she was out a lot. So I had to pretty much grow up fast and um, care for my siblings. And then we're just three, so we're just my two sisters and I. So we had to just, um, well, basically, I just had to just take up those responsibilities quick and fast because life had to demand those things for me. So um, I, I guess anytime a situation would happen, definitely I had to rise up to the occasion and all those things. So I, those values or those experiences I got from my family made it easy for me to step into that role as project manager in, in Actos, despite the fact that I had no idea on what to do, how to do it, and all that. So that was basically how it was for me. Um, one thing I would say about me is I'm someone who is graced or favored because certainly there were certain experiences that I would have had as a child because uh, I was quite mischievous as a child basically playing with fire and all those things. I definitely I I, would, I, I got my own um, share of beatings and scolding growing up because I had a coconut head. Let's just put it as that. But yeah. all those things, all those experiences, I was able to look back and take one of few lessons and in, in one way or another they formed a part of me some good some bad some things I'm, I'm learning relearning and unlearning about myself towards it and I guess that university environment gave me the opportunity to just discover those things yeah yeah to basically give me the opportunity to discover those things interesting so um you mentioned econ economics major uh that's uh, you know the uni uni level and that sounds like something that really works with an actors and works with society at the same time it sounds like it, it was perfect for what 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 would come and at the same time the nature of the the, the life and the growing growing up you had um how would you describe you know how that choice came about to study economics and what would you say, how does that merge into your current work as project manager at Enactus? And given the fact that Enactus is based on students in free enterprise, you know, it's about building businesses and, you know, making the best, you know, you know, you make the best out of everything around you. You want to make profits, you want to advance a course. And, you know, it sounds like economics was perfect for that. How did that come about? So this is not like all oh, oh, um, wisdom, nuggets, and all those things. So this is, this, I, well, now I find it really funny. But for me, how I got into economics. So in secondary school, 
I, I initially wanted to be a farmer growing up. Like literally, that was if they read out my bio in secondary school. Mm. It was one of those things I wanted to be a farmer. But then during those times, I I I there were certain subjects I would take. I did business studies, I did French, I did ICT, I did geography. And so mm. I was really, really in that position where I really didn't understand what I wanted for myself. And so yeah. um, I got to this crossroad where I had this teacher in secondary school and he said that, oh, that um, business studies are for lazy people who, do, who cannot take up the challenge of studying economics. And, and that was like, even before we could, yes. And I just liked the challenge and the whole vibe that comes with studying economics then, not knowing that, Economics in secondary school is very for economics in university. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was really bad. Let me tell you, oh, no, 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 no. I, I would tell you Karim, that, that um most times I would have if not for grace, basically I would have basically flunked out of school. Because the school I went to in secondary school, it, it wasn't we didn't do I so I, I did IGCSEs, Cambridge O level. And having to transition after school to do GCEYEC and then I'll go to a Nigerian university so it was really, really hard trying to find my footing. Because Nigerian universities were the, the whole concept was La Cram La Paula, I forget. And me, I was the way I was raised about the way my educational background was, was yeah. to get the information, get the knowledge base. And basically just Thanks. understanding because the questions were not necessarily straightforward so i i didn't really i struggled a lot in university and because oh i didn't have much information about oh, what i really wanted to do or how i wanted to go about it and all that so i took economics but i, I still do not regret that decision because i think at that point when i decided i wanted to do economics i didn't want to just do it for myself unless I wanted to do it for several reasons, because economics allowed me to go into different things. Like now I'm planning to do my master's in mental health. And because I didn't study business or because I didn't study math, because economics is a social science, it means that I can actually diversify or delve into something different. So it, it did give me an opportunity, it's given me an opportunity to study or to just spread my wings, basically. Yeah check other aspects of knowledge uh, and that's really interesting um I, I think it's always better to look at different areas of knowledge if you're going to masters ex except uh, in cases where we choose to specialize you know but in your case i see that you 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 are multifaceted uh, there is the mental health angle there is the content creation and social media management and there is, you know, program management as well, organizing and being able to put things together, uh, which will lead me to your first year in uni. You said you joined an actors uh, in hundred level. For other people, like, like people like me, it always it's always in the second year uh, where you get interviewed and you you are brought on board. But I remember uh, during your time you were project head, I think for two years uh, in a row or more. So from that first year and leading to you know the other four years or three years you were in school for uh how were you able to manage studies and also be productive with an actors and i would like you to also speak to the different activities that scythe now known as an actors 
uh, is involved in, in in terms of bringing students to be their best selves uh, as business heads? So, um, because I'm someone who likes to thrive on honesty, I'll be as I'll be very very honest as possible. Um, so I'm someone who doesn't like um, what's that word? I I don't like routines, and that's the beauty of actors. They have, there's barely any routine in anything that we do. I just love the fact that I didn't know what was going to come up next. And that was just the beauty of it. School was really boring to me, like the classrooms and all those things. There were very few subjects that really caught my fancy. And Inactus was just like an opportunity for me to just explore learn yeah. better. Yeah. So I, I used to tell people that anytime I, I, I had an opportunity to pitch Inactus, I would say it's an opportunity, it's a platform that allows you to learn beyond the four walls of your classroom, that allows you to implement whatever you're learning in that classroom. And indeed, yeah. it did help me. There were certain things I already knew in Inactus, or certain things that was implemented already in project management that I came across theoretically in my classroom. And I was like, oh, this is really, really interesting. Mind you, I wasn't really a dumb student. I just struggled with the environment basically and because yeah. the nigerian environment doesn't necessarily look at volunteering as a core sort of thing an example yeah. is in covering university they get credits credits means that you add to their gp once they're doing <clears throat> volunteering and in futa no one really gives a damn about any extracurricular activity except maybe it's bringing money to um mm. to the uh, to the management purse or something so like mm. that was like one thing I had to struggle with. Obviously, there were some times that oh, I, I would miss classes. There were some times that most, I wasn't someone who really liked to go for classes. So I just know that one way, if I knew I was making these sacrifices, not being in class because I wanted to do in actors, definitely I had to make it up by reading, by basically reading. And because um, I was much of, I'm an ambivert, but I lean towards introvertism. And I stayed in 100 level, 200 level. I stayed at Lara. Lara is outskirts of Akure. And it was a very deliberate action because I was surrounded by people all day, every day. My, I would get so drained. So it was really nice and refreshing for me to go back to my room alone. So except if it was an emergency or something very important, people cannot randomly just walk up to my room or walk up to my house because they had to spend like 100 hours to get to my house because it wasn't, easily accessible and that was then bridge. So yes. on those times you when I wasn't you kind of needed that isolation. Yes, I, I kind of needed that yeah I kind of needed that for myself. At that time I didn't really understand but it those things basically helped me. And I as friendly I, as I was then I had like a very small circle of friends that um we would talk, would study together at least when it was time for night class, we would do it. Eventually, I found that night class was in my thing because I loved to eat a lot. I'm a foodie. So anytime I would read, I would get really hungry. So I stopped doing night class and read in my room at night because I had access to food. I had access to the, to the toilet because that's another issue. Again. When you go for night class, open defecation is a major issue. We both know that because the facilities yeah, are locked during that but, time. Yeah, so... All those things, I, I started to learn bits and pieces of myself, and honestly, it wasn't a very easy journey. There were times I missed tests. In fact, although Inactus really did come with its own, like, 
status well, in the community because okay. most people people that didn't know my name would call me Naxos because I was like an embodiment I carried in Naxos on my head like no man's yeah. business and there was a particular time we had the competition we had to write we 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 sent a letter to the dean we through the dean to the VC to request that he releases a letter for us to skip tests or perhaps it was during test period so we could retake that test in case and we did it like he actually signed that letter with these memos to lecturers and all those things so there was some sense of power and information that i had as a as an undergraduate then that helped me i wasn't a first class graduate i didn't even make it 2-1 i finished with a 2-2 the the mm -hmm. handshake that people are clamoring for the business handshake i got it like mm -hmm. two three times so it wasn't like literally anything the yeah. the the registrar's of the registrar's of was something that I had access to because she was the faculty advisor then. She was she she's a faculty advisor. She was once the registrar, Dr. Mrs. Emma Jai. That woman is a lovely, lovely person, someone that I respect a lot. We had access to those, and that's because of the NACTOS program. We had information and knowledge access that not just any other students would have. Although after that in final year. I struggled with being an Inactus member because mm. I was a team secretary at that time as well. So yeah. I struggled with being an Inactus member and my project. And that was where I had a mental breakdown. I literally I dated suicide. And at that point, that oh, wow. was like my breaking point. How I finished like my degree in 2019, I still do not know. But I just want to just give God the glory because it was really, really hard. Like that was like really one of my hardest moments. And even financially for me. But weirdly enough, I still had the Nactos community. Despite the fact I wasn't showing up at an actors meeting, the Nactos community mm. was really there for me. Especially financially, support, prayers. They were yeah. there. And that's where it started to dawn on me the importance of community. The understanding, you need to understand yourself. I was someone who loved to be alone, but yeah. I also understood that. Even if being alone, you need to understand your limit because sometimes you can't always help yourself. You need people around you. And that is how the whole mental health thing came to be for me, basically. Amazing stuff. Um, so Enactus is a global organization. Um, FUTA is just one university where, you know, Enactus is a resident and you have students coming together to build and be a part of stuff. I'd like to just speak to the process and the, the the actual work of initiating and executing a project uh, in the line of what an actor is about. So uh, if you can just take if, maybe one minute to, to just touch on, for, for those who might not know what an actor is about, just touch on um, this is what we do and this is how students are involved in building stuff. And then I'd like you to just speak on actors in Nigeria, across universities, you know, national competitions, the way people come together, because I think that's very exciting. Uh, I, I was a part of it. I went to Kwasu one time uh, and a lot of my colleagues went to Lagos for competitions. Sometimes some, some went to Abuja, you know, bringing people together and stuff like that. And the fact that it's a global, you know, across Africa and across the world and, you know, the importance of free enterprise to students and to the larger society? So um, Inactus is an experiential platform. Basically, that Oyimbo is Bicha. It's a hands-on learning platform where we train a built capacity of next generational leaders. 
Enactus looks at three stakeholders, the students, the business, um, the business leaders, and the school management, which is the educational sector. So what do we do as the country office? The country office, what we do is <clears throat> we train and build capacity of young students. We give them the tools that they need to, to transition their ideas to projects, then from projects to social enterprise. And it basically means guiding them along. Sometimes we have to meet with them physically and all that stuff. So the reason why this is being is because sometimes we as Nigerians or we as human beings, we tend to complain a lot about certain things. But what the ideology behind the whole access thing is to charge or to empower young people to take action towards driving positive change in their community. Our mantra is, we believe investing in students who take entrepreneurial action creates a better world for us all, and which is categorically true because we've seen students or have been a part of the journey where I've seen a team who saw the issue of who saw the issue of plastic waste and decided to create an indigenous shoe polish from it. I saw a team who saw the issue of <clears throat> of the of high-priced incubators and created an affordable and user-friendly baby warmer that people can actually use. I saw an issue of people who have issues with blood donation culture and access to blood facilities. They created an app. In fact, even in Futa, we do have an Inaxos Futa team who saw the issue of banners being discarded anyhow, and they decided to create wonderful and beautiful products out of it in which they are selling. So those are things that, um, it's, it's a mindset shift sort of thing for like the entire Inactus program. And we see that competition breeds excellence. It's when you know there's something you're looking towards. That's why you try to um, dot all your I's, cross all your T's and all those things. And that is one thing that most students look forward to. Um, just this Tuesday on the 30th of of August, we had our national, our final round of the national competition at the cool hotels and suits, where we had the top four teams, the top finalist teams, compete for the championship. Where we had Amadou Bello University Zaria, who will be representing Nigeria at the World Cup this year at Puerto Rico, which is really really interesting. Beyond just the traveling, they had access to certain things. It's it's the connection. It's the people that you meet. The, the yeah. fun, the tension in the air and everything. For me especially, it was really interesting because I'd experienced it as a student. Now, this is like last, well, this Tuesday was the first time I was experiencing it as a staff. And I'll tell you categorically, well, that the feelings were just very much the same. The, awesome. the love in the air, the excitement, the tears. There definitely some schools, obviously, if you don't win, after yeah. putting in a lot of work, you'll be so sad. And yeah, but we all win, it just right? make the entire thing beautiful. But we all win. That's how we, say. we all win when we compete to change lives. We all win in the long run. There are no losers in the Nactus thing. My team, when I was an undergraduate in Futa, my team never went past semi. Like we never went to school to the finals. The highest we've gone is semi-finals, and I'm still a better person for it because. 
I was literally a shy person and I'm very much outspoken. I discovered some parts of myself during the program that has helped me develop myself. I know what I want for myself because Inactos created that platform to know what I wanted and what I didn't want. I had I needed to go through that experience. Uh, I can I have I'm I can persevere more. My my resilience is I'm more resilient because the program breaks you down. Imagine doing an actors and still being a student and ensuring that you make good grades. Mind you, if I had gotten less than 2.2 in my GP, I would not remain in an actors because we understand that you are first a student before you are an actors member. The reason why you are in an actors is because you were a student or you're a student. So we understand it is very important that you get that education for yourself. So that's like just the entire beauty with the entire program. That's absolutely fascinating because, um, I mean, I remember Enactus helped me break, if I can say that, into stage. Um, you know, you have to face your team when you prepare your scripts and your presentation, and then you have to face the judges or the, the crowd when it's time to really do the, the, the presentation. So it gives you that first chance or that first power to face the crowd and you know when you know what you want to say you know how to deliver a script you know how to speak without a script that was my first you know introduction or learning how to manage stage and glory to God, uh, i'm better for it now when you know what you want to say there's hardly any stage you cannot climb and you know beyond that an actors would help you think in different ways you know if everybody is thinking of maybe consumption or just doing something a certain way there is a way you look at it you know there is a team how do we convert this to make the best of it how can we make money from this how can we solve the planet's issues you know within the same sphere so it opens our minds to a lot of things and i'm grateful for that experience so let's just move away from an actor's a little bit and talk about your work as content creator i've also worked with you uh in a radio station as you know where you were involved with creating content and managing social media and that also showed a different side of you uh, that shows that in terms of content creation you've been at it for quite a while uh, can you speak to how what you would see your relationship with social media is and this new wave this new culture of creating content how would you describe you know your person as a content creator content for me has always been a means of expressing myself um because the nigerian environment has groomed young women to keep quiet we've been socialized to keep quiet i always one of the ways growing up i used to use to express myself was writing poems and Although recently I've not had time to do all those things and all that, um, the nearest content creating I've done is copywriting for my non-profits, my mental health community that I do. But for me, that's like the basis to which I create content. Um, when I, I think um, working at Futa Radio was a very interesting part of discovering whether I liked what I was already doing or whether it was something I wanted to go full time in. It, it is, but as a business, it just get as it be for me in terms of content creation. But when I do it for fun, it just flows. And I, I, I also understood the fact that it's important for us to have niche. 
So I just don't work for any company. I remember when I was when I just started social media management, someone reached out to me that they would like for me to manage a politician's social media account. And being someone that was socially driven, who was working in the social development space or who had interests or prospects of being in that line or being a force to be reckoned with in that space, I basically declined. So content creation is for me it's a personal thing and at most times most of my work I always do I always make sure that it's towards the goal of driving social impact of educating the masses on on getting the right choices on creating more options creating more awareness and all that and I know it's something that I basically struggle with because there is a whole lot of ideas but implementation is a problem especially with the kind of work that i do and hands-on and being tired most times but i've realized that taking it one day at a time it's okay if you have or if you do a lot of things but you're unable to do everything at the same time focus on one build it and i promise you like it would all make sense as long one there will always be a way for you to link it at the end of the day who would have known that, oh, someone who does social media management or content creation, who is also a textile designer and also a mental health advocate would end up, or and also doing project management, would end up finding a way to link everything together. It would all make sense yeah. in the long while, but just focus on one and build it to a particular level. And that's the stage that we can do, focusing on project management and eventually it's already linking to the mental health space for me as well. Yeah. So it's just I mean, taking it one day at a time. I think an actress might be your big, you know, all-encompassing umbrella for now. If, yeah, well, I, I, so can you rephrase that if I say yes or no? So so um, you have these five to six components, project management, social media management. You know, you also make a direct... Uh, which is, I don't know how to say it in English, you make clothings, you know, in a cultural form, which is like an art form, it's it's an artistic work, you're also a poet, uh, all these things come together, like you said, when you dominate one, one, one component of yourself, it spreads to all the other components, so I'm saying, is an actor the big focus now that houses all your skills for now? Yes. Currently, yes, sort of yes and no. So I run my own community as well. Um, it's called Voice Out the Expression Initiative. It's a community where we advocate for mental health services or access to mental health services for young people in Nigeria, as well as create safe spaces for people. Um, before, well, Naxos was a very, it's a very key component, component. But even if I wasn't working for Naxos Nigeria, I, I, I would still think that I would probably still be able to figure it out. The reason why I joined the Nactos Nigeria, because I've been there for roughly over five months, was because I, I saw value in what I could give to the organization. If I do not see value in what I can give to the organization, there's no way I would join. That is really, that's a very, very weird mindset. Actually, in Nigeria, because money is needed, but I'll tell yeah. you, I left, I stopped working for six months with no backup plan. So, Mm. It's just the business to who I was. And because right now in Naxos, I see value that I can give to the organization, especially with someone who is mentally conscious, 
who has had the experiences yeah. of a student who can relate better to them because of those experiences. And because I have yes. a bit of a background in mental health, I'm also an arts and medicine fellow as well. So all those experiences, all those um, fellowships and communities and learnings that I've gotten along the way, I feel like Enactus is the platform or currently it's the space where I can test out my theories and ensure and to look at what works and what doesn't work for us, for volunteers, for social impact soldiers like me. Because as much as we are pouring out, one thing in Nigeria is a culture we've not, we haven't learned to the culture of caring for ourselves. We usually care yeah. about others, and sometimes it has a detriment of ourselves. So we need to understand that your mental health needs to act, needs to be at optimal for you to be able to sustain the work that you do. And that's one of the things I realized in 2019, and I'm bringing it forward as a staff member of Nactus Nigeria. So in every conversation, personal conversation that I have, or any opportunity I have to, I have with an Nactus student, I always ensure to put in a bit of mental health. And because I work with Nactus students, and I also run a mental health community, they they have access to my content more because it's on my status, they see it on my Facebook, they see it on my Twitter, they see it on my Instagram account. So in the long run, I I, I am helping in some sense or another to ensure that social impact soldiers are safe enough to express themselves. They have access to mental health services and do not feel like they are alone in their questions because even as much as we're helping the world we still don't have anything figured out and i need them to understand that it's okay not to know anything or to feel like oh you don't have anything figured out because that was how it was for me people were saying oh don't well i share you are most likely to be successful because i was speaking for now i just seemed to know it did you know i was really really struggling with like like what was like how was life going to be for me so I, I need people to understand that it is totally okay. And it's nice to have someone with that kind of background and experience who's able to speak to them from that point of view. Amazing stuff. Um, on a lighter note, um, social media content creation and you know things like that, I, I find it that some of it is really overwhelming now. So uh, what are your favorite apps to use and do you find it overwhel do you find these apps overwhelming sometimes? Yeah, so recently I've not necessarily been on social media, on and off, but for me, all time would be Twitter. Twitter always has a way of you finding your community. Um, the kind of content you put out there, you're more likely to find someone that vibes with you. Instagram is nice, but it's just all pictures and reels and all that. But, but if you're looking to build a career or to stand out, basically, you want people to really tell, you want... You want to tell your story with a community of people who have walked the walk ahead of you, I would suggest LinkedIn. And that's one platform that I'm currently trying to harness every day. And I, I think it's beautiful because in fact, it's really an untapped platform because most Nigerians are not, they, most young people don't necessarily use it like these days. So it's easier for you to gain the traction that you need to tell your stories first to put in the hard work at that point in time um but right now social media i'm literally just reducing my content or reducing my time on social media if you see any content that i probably be mine it's probably through my organization mm -hmm. that i run my mental health organization 
so sometimes you need to understand it's okay to take a step a step back from all the social media even me as i'm talking i get easily influenced by people or certain things that i see so i try as much as to protect myself amongst all other things i was going to ask about tiktok but clearly you are not in the tiktok community. i mean tiktok that's true <laughs> there's a particular time i used to binge on tiktok so i i don't know why so the only time i'm on tiktok now is it's too addictive so it's best not to be on there i actually have like an account like i i, I like i don't know recently tiktok has not necessarily been my but back then like let's say seven eight months ago like i was on tiktok every day binging on their content and all that but recently i've if i go on tiktok it's because i'm looking for something specifically and once i found it i just leave and i don't find myself going back there again so i i don't know but yeah. to people that enjoy it that's fine but you need to understand that everything is in moderation all the things that we do is in moderation we need to be very careful about the content that we 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 consume it's very very important even the kind of movies i watch personally i just don't watch any home movies because i know that nigerian life is hard well, I'm watching a movie that will make me sad. So I'm someone who usually binges on cartoons, comedies, because they just make me feel better and they help me relax. So it helps. Good stuff. We just need to be careful about how we use these tools. So speaking of mental health, I think you have really hammered and you have, you know, made the valid points about that. I, I, just, I just would like you to speak some more to it. Um, do you think we, we are taking it as seriously as we should as a as a community in general because i mean this conversation with you is like my most recent or let's say in the last six months this is the 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 only time that i have really really you know paid attention to something i always hear advertising about better help you know see a therapist if you are overwhelmed but i never really take it seriously I'm, there are many people like me but how big a deal is it for for young people, middle-aged people, older people to um, look at their mental health and maybe take a different approach? And what should the, the entire community do in general to be able to, you know, let's have a healthy society in terms of how we think and how we reason? All right. So, um, well, compared pre-COVID and post-COVID and now in the present time, before COVID, it wasn't necessary. So we're not talking about mental health. Mental health was, in fact, the 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 feedback from conversations around mental health was <laughs> the stigma that's just attached with the entire thing was really really glaring. And I'm grateful for the works of Mentally Aware Nigeria, She Writes Woman, Acido Foundation, those organizations that have taken those steps to actually mainstream conversations about mental health, and it's beautiful. One thing that really highlighted the need for mental health was the COVID. I'm not saying that COVID was good, but it did uh, open our eyes to certain things and the need to take care of ourselves mentally. It still does not mean that we as Nigerians are really taking it that seriously. And I really understand the entire thing because our own culture, the way we are basically socialized and everything doesn't necessarily allow us to have conversations around these things. Imagine um saying to a man that oh, when he cries that he's a woman that commercial bill period those are kind of things that we need to really stop saying about those things 
those are the kind of those are things that are embedded in our culture that we need to look at and basically take a stance against it you mentioned something about therapy which is great therapy is great I, i'm all up for it if you can afford it yes the um, the world the world organization says one in every four nigerians will suffer for or will suffer from a mental health illness a mental illness at some point in their life so it means that if there's four person on this one at least one person at any point within let's say one month would at least suffer from one form of mental illness it can be depression it can be anxiety it can be any form of any illness and that's fine because we live in a very highly stressful environment we have triggers everywhere we are always hearing stories here and there but the issue still stands that nigeria is the poverty capital of the world most people live barely below one dollar a day as a Nigerian. So people can barely afford to have these access to mental health, not even talk about proper health services as a Nigerian. So it's a basic problem. And so my approach to all these things is basically preventive care. I educate people on how to care for their mental health. They need to have safe spaces because those things cost relatively less than actually treating someone with schizophrenia or, well, I would say those things, all those illnesses, definitely need to get a diagnosis, you need to see a therapist and all that. But to help manage it, we need to build better systems, better societies where we can have these conversations. Because the most difficult conversations are the most important ones to have. And we need to stop shying away from having those conversations and Nigerians. Sometimes we get triggered or we feel like someone is attacking us, especially when someone says something that we do not personally agree with. And so we, we come up and call the person's names and forgetting that those colorful names that we call that person would necessarily have an effect on that person's mental health in the long run and all those things. So looking at all those things, we just need to understand that it is very important to care for ourselves. And that is the approach in which I'm bringing it into I have therapist friends who tell me struggles or who share struggles of um, getting people to come for therapy sessions or um, sticking to whatever was discussed. So it basically just boils down to our individuality. We need to create a society that accepts these sorts of things. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean that, oh, that um, there is no place for God in mental health or there is no place. But there's a spiritual angle to mental health. So there is space for God. We need to debunk all those myths. You can still be a Christian or a devout Muslim or a devout traditionalist or an atheist and still get the help that you need. It doesn't negate the fact that um, that you need that help or God doesn't want you or God wants to help you at that point yeah. in time. Sometimes mental health all. is there for... You're human after all. Yes, yes, we are indeed human after all. Therapy, so sometimes we need to understand that therapy is not because oh, you have issues. It's, it's preventive care. And I understand people, most people cannot afford it. And so that's yeah. why um, I'm working with my team to see if we can sponsor 10 persons to three therapy sessions sometime in October to ensure at least even if it's just 10 persons, let them get the help that they need. So most people do not have to choose between getting the mental help aid that they need or mental support that they need versus having to eat a day because honestly it is usually a trade-off and it's a trade-off that most people don't even think about it it's subconscious yeah. 
it's it's a real. thing that we, we do every day choosing to whether to see a doctor or whether to buy food in the house because things are really really expensive and extending that one hand to another person will basically help one other thing we can basically do as human beings is just be decent and kind in our words people are going through things that we cannot see with our naked eyes even if you can see with our naked eyes and if the person is very foolish in their approach promise me to use that word you have no right to castigate that person extend kindness to that person it just might just be that one thing that would save that other person's life in the long run yeah. I, I I have seen I, I have seen and heard stories of how kindness have helped people and how wickedness or harsh words have allowed people to to die by suicide at that point in time. So it's a really, really scary approach, but we just need to just extend kindness to ourselves. Number one, very important, extend kindness to ourselves and extend kindness to other people. And if we can just do that bare minimum. Creating safe space will not be a problem. Having these conversations will not be a problem. And 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 all. But to those people that can afford therapy, please try and take it up. Yeah, there is so much trauma, so many things that we have gone through that have become a habit of us or that we have created opinions around it because we had experienced it as a young person. Telling those stories to to a licensed professional will allow you to see things from a different point of view, will give you options to help you be a better person in the long run. The things that we call generational curses in our house are usually habits that we picked up from childhood or certain things that we have seen and and we, we've adhered to. So sometimes it's spiritual, sometimes it's physical. So why not? We're not losing both ways. Yes, we are praying to God to help you. Why not take that action to actually help yourself? by seeing someone who can probably help or is in a better position to help you see things or put you on the right path to be a better human being. So just extend kindness to yourself, extend kindness to other people and as well and all. There are, in fact, even beyond just pain, yeah, there are organizations that give free therapy sessions like Manish, Right to Women. Those, I mean, she therapy, but counseling and basically it goes a long way. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so is there a name for your mental health nonprofit in case people want to follow or it's your personal handle? All right. So um so my mental health community is called Voice Out the Expression. And you can find it on all our social media platforms at out O U T Expression. Out Expression. Um, it's a we call it a community right now because it's currently not registered because of financial stuff. So sometimes for us, it's usually a trade-off as well to continue yeah. to do the good work or to spend thousands of naira to incorporate. Obviously, we rather use that money to continue to do the good work, and eventually, when we become financially stable, we can create that structure that yeah. allows us to register and all of that voice out the expression right yes voice out the expression which we'll have the link in our show notes uh, just before we go um i mean this has been a very interesting and useful conversation uh, for a lot of people who would want to learn about what enactus is doing uh, the impact on students and society and your organization in mental health um, voice out the expression and i'm really grateful for 
your time on this call uh, i'd like you to just tell us if you can share what are your you know your fine future ambitions some of the things that you would like to do in the near future five to ten years i know like you mentioned that masters is in the works and you know what other things would you like to see in terms of your personal you know uh, things that you want to do and in the society the students communities and let's say nigeria as a country okay um for me it would be firstly um the masters number one number two would be to actually create a structure, a sustainable structure around two of my organizations, Cultural, which is a textile design organization that I run, and Voice Out the Expression, as well as um, create a brand, a very strong brand for myself, where I've been able to become a key person or a key stakeholder in the social development space. Um, to also have mentored young people in finding their value or knowing themselves or understanding themselves as well. Um, hopefully by God's will, if it's God's will for me, I should probably should have thrown away my surname and be married and maybe a kid or two. That would be great. Um, and I think that, and also run my own, I want to also have a farm industry as well that yeah. has you know, with an agricultural more. So, all those things they seem really really scary right now but i know that there is nothing impossible for god to do yeah physically. absolutely yeah thank you so much for your time i really appreciate that you uh, could join us for this conversation my guest today is tolua lashe david oluwole you can find her on linkedin she's very active on linkedin uh to send your questions or get get familiar or to learn more about the work she's doing with mental health advocacy and other aspects. Thank you again for joining Despite the Government podcast. Thank you for having me.